What's going on, y'all? It's Solo Sports here again, and it's Football Friday again. It's like we just talked about this. Let's get back into it. We got some college football games this weekend and a whole bunch of NFL. We get to some of the, some of the important college football games over the weekend. Some of the top-ranked teams that are playing, LSU's at home, gets USU, and that's going to be a blowout. Uh, Utah State versus LSU at home. Ha, blowout, I'm thinking LSU will win that one by at least four or five touchdowns. Oklahoma's going on the road, Big 12 matchup. Not much of a matchup, maybe if it was basketball, but it's not. We're playing football here in Oklahoma's going to blow out the Jayhawks. Rock chop, Jayhawks only means something in basketball. They suck at football, so Oklahoma probably win that one by 50 points because they don't let up on anybody. Once they get you down, they'll finish you. That's what they do. Wisconsin, one of the surprising teams of the year. They're playing Kent State. They're at home. I'm pretty sure they're going to win that one pretty easily. A lot of these matchups aren't very good. But the best matchup may be over the weekend, maybe, because you never know what Michigan team is going to show up. I mean, they're playing Iowa. Iowa's 14 and Michigan's 19. That That's potentially the top matchup of the weekend in college football because a lot of these other matchups aren't very good. Between that one and the Auburn and Florida game, Auburn's number seven, Florida's number 10. That's possibly a good game also. Florida doesn't have much offense, and Auburn Tigers – uh, overachieving right now with their young quarterback, but their defense is pretty solid, so they're another team to look out for. Not, not a lot of good matchups this weekend as far as college football is concerned. Notre Dame's playing um, BGSU, which isn't a very good football team. I can't expect much out of that game. So like I'm saying, looking at these matchups right now, nothing to really get excited about. I see a lot of blowouts. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, not much of a matchup. So let's get into what everybody wants to talk about, and that would be the National Football League and all the great matchups potentially that we'll have this weekend because you never know. Sometimes we have blowouts, sometimes we don't. And the NFL week got started pretty good last night. Week five kicked off as usual on Thursday night. Normally on Thursdays, we don't have very good football games. Can't say that for last night. We had an NFC West matchup between the Rams and the Seahawks, and it didn't let us down at all, y'all. The Seahawks won 30-29. to They always say football is a game of inches, and that's what it was last night because the Rams missed a very last-second field goal by a few inches. They, he hooked it to the right just a smidget enough to barely miss the goalpost, and that's what put the Seahawks over the top. It was a good ball game, though. I mean, my favorite quarterback balled out like he always does. Russell Wilson's always doing his thing. You can say what you want. The guy don't have no weapons. He don't, he's this, he's that. But you can always count on him to have a solid game. He's 17 out of 23, 268 yards, four touchdowns, zero turnovers. Now that's a quarterback, y'all. That's a quarterback. I'd take Russell Wilson over any quarterback in the NFL right now. Say what you want. Get, you can take Patrick Mahomes. You can take uh, – some of the other guys, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, all these so-called great quarterbacks, give me Russell Wilson. He seems like the leader I, I would want on my team, I tell you what. Uh, and he's a great role model for the youngsters to look up to. So give me Russell Wilson all day. He took care of business yesterday. The Rams played pretty decent, and Todd Gurley still not doing it, y'all. 
He had two touchdowns yesterday, two short ones, of course. Like I said, he does it every two. Seems like he get, last week he got two short touchdowns yes, uh, also. And this one, he only had 15 carries, 51 yards. So he's still still not 100%. To me, I don't understand why they don't play uh, Malcolm Brown, the, the running back they drafted out of UT. I don't know why he doesn't get more carries. He only got one carry yesterday. If they would just balance it out more, maybe they would have a better shot. But there you go again, letting Jerry Goff throw the ball too much. He threw the ball 49 times. So within the last five days, if you want to add up his passing from Sunday game to this to yesterday's game, the man has thrown the ball 100, maybe 115 times in two in the last five or six days. That's too much thrown for a quarterback. And it ended up with two losses. So I know you got a good coach, but he needs to balance it out a little bit more. You don't have to be tired really running the ball. You got plenty of other weapons that those young guys help out because Ty Gurley is not healthy. I know he's making all the money, making big money right now, but he's not putting out a big game, and that's what you need to get back on track and try to win some games. But right now the Seahawks are looking um, very good right now. They're in second place in the division because the 49ers are 3-0. They have a big game Monday night against uh, – the Cleveland Browns, I get to my pick on that game here pretty soon, too. But right now, the Seahawks are looking good, looking strong. It's only the first part of the season. But right now, you can you can probably say they're going to be one of the one of the teams to deal with coming down the stretch of the season. Let's get into some of the other games. We got the Bears going over over the pond to play the, the Oakland Raiders. It's a home game, technically, for the Raiders, which is – Messed up if you are actually an Oakland fan and want to go to the to one of the Oakland home games. Kind of screwed up, man, because this is your last season in Oakland. And what do they do? Take away one of the home games and give it to England. I would be a little ticked off if I was a Raiders fan and lived out in that area to go to games. What are you doing taking take away one of our games in our last season? Hey, NFL does stuff like that sometimes. But at least it's coming on at a decent time. It's coming on at noon. Uh Central time, which is my time. So uh, at least that that thing is good because the last couple of years, when they've had those games overseas, they come on at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, just waking up, wiping the, wiping the cold out of my eye, and I'm watching football, which is kind of weird. I know some other places in the world, they do it like that, but I'm not used to that. I'm used to waiting to high noon and we got some football. But now they put it on 12 o'clock, you know, like normal games. So I don't know what time, I don't know the time difference is, but it's probably going to be like a night game over there. But uh, expect the Raiders to get blown out in that game. Khalil Mack um, is going to meet his old team, and I don't expect much out of the Raiders in this game because that, that Bears defense is scary good. Best defense in the league. Tell me one that's better than than, than the Bears. I can't think of no one even close. Uh, maybe the New England Patriots. They have an outstanding defensive system. Uh, not that the Bears don't, but the Bears have Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack will blow up any offense. Believe me, when the offense is talking, the first thing that John Gruden is saying, how do we stop Khalil Mack? No one's done it yet. I've even seen teams try to block the man with a running back. We're talking about the best pass rusher in the league, and you're, blocking, you're going to try to block him with a running back? What are you doing? You must chip this man. You must double-team him at all times, man. 
let somebody else beat you. Don't let that man dominate the football team game, but that's what teams do. They let him do it, and he dominates because he's a great player. Uh, not to say he won't get his in some point of the game, but once you saw, once you see, you can't guard him one on one. It's time to give him some help on that end because we're talking. He creates so much issues on your offense. Uh, whatever tackle you have is, is probably going to have a lot of false starts because he's trying to get a jump because he knows Khalil Mack's coming at you, trying to get that first step moving first and get false starts. You get holding penalties, potentially your quarterback getting hurt. It's strip sacks. Uh, we're talking about the new LT right now. Khalil Mack is balling now. He's definitely had is probably going to be defensive player of the year if he keeps this up. Maybe him or that young uh, defensive end from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's playing really good right now. He's got eight sacks, I believe, in four games, which is you know it's pretty good. That's two sacks a game. But I'm definitely right now I'm about to go with Khalil Mack for that game. And I'll say the Bears are favored by five and a half. Yeah, I think they'll easily cover that game. They don't have Mr. Biscay out there to throw picks. They're going to roll with their backup. So I think they'll be pretty pretty solid in this game. I got the Bears winning by 10-plus points. Bills and Titans, tough tough football game. The Bills had a tough loss last week. Uh, they're probably gonna, the quarterback's probably going to be out. He got a concussion last week. But the Bills have an outstanding uh, defense. They're another team that has a good defense. And the Titans' offense is shaky at best. They'll play good, then they'll play bad. They're like shooting dice. You never know what you're going to get when it comes to the Titans. They're favored by three because they're playing at home. But what I say about defenses, when you got a good defense like the Bills, that defense always travels. And I expect the Bills to go in there and shut down the Titans offense and get a big road win and keep pace in the AFC West with those uh, undefeated New England Patriots. Buccaneers and Saints. Potentially a good good football game, y'all. Buccaneers are going on the road. That who that nation? Uh, Saints got their chest poked out. They've been playing at 2-0 without, without Drew Brees, and so do the Buccaneers. They went on the road, won a big game last week against the Rams, so Jameis is feeling himself right now. He's probably got a lot of confidence. You got a, a good matchup in this game. Always seems like it's always a shootout between these two. I don't know if the Saints offense can put up with a shootout right now because they don't have their quarterback, per se, but I'm definitely going to roll with the home team in this one, the Saints, because the Saints defense is uh, top five right now. No one runs on every guy, so they're going to have to depend on Jameis to uh, lead them the way throwing the ball. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that against that Saints defense because Cowboys couldn't do it last week. So we'll see if Jameis can get it done. But I'm going to have to definitely roll with the Saints in this one. They're favored by three. I think they'll cover that one pretty easily. Cardinals, Bengals. I would say this is two, a matchup of the, the two teams that don't have a win at all. But let's not forget, y'all, in week one, the Cardinals did have a tie. So technically, that's not a loss. So they 0-3-1, looking for their first win on, uh, of the season against the Bengals. You got embarrassed last week like they do every year against Pittsburgh Steelers. No Big Ben, no Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell. No problem last week for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Lonely Bengals. Um, but I got a feeling that the Cardinals, led by Kyler Murray, is going to get their first win of the season. They're going to be they're going to go one three and one, and, and um, their confidence is going to be up. But the Bengals don't seem like they're pretty much just uh, melting in a little bit. They don't have the players to keep up, and they got a new coaching staff there and everything else. I think this is potentially to be a shootout because both of them have bad defense, and I think Kyler Murray 
It's going to have a really good game this game. Put them on your fantasy team, y'all. That's what I did. So I got the Cardinals covering the point spread against the Bengals. Falcons and Texans. Uh, another t- another game between teams that are a mm, little bit disappointing. The Falcons are one and three. They have so much talent. You, you won't be able to tell that by watching the games, but they have a ton of talent on that football team. But they're one and three. I mean, talent, you don't win games on paper. You win them on the field, and they haven't been doing much of that. They only have one win. The only win they have is when they got lucky against the Eagles. Eagles got all those hurt players. If the Eagles didn't have all those injuries in that game, probably the Eagles probably would have won that game because you know, it took the Falcons the last, pretty much the last second uh, touchdown to Julio to win that game. So, And the Texans, they lost a tough one at home last week against the uh, surprising Carolina Panthers. So they're 2-2. Two and two. So if uh, Texans want to keep pace in their division, they might want to win this game. They're at home playing against the Falcons. Their defense is very good. So if, if somehow their offensive line can block for Deshaun Watson, which they haven't been doing much of, they could be able to win this game. They're favored by four, and I think the Texans are making enough big plays to uh, win this game. So I got the Texans win that one at home against the uh, Dirty Birds. Jaguars-Panthers, another division game. Got a lot of those this week, y'all. Uh, both teams are 2-2. Two and two. I'm sorry, that's not a division game. What am I thinking? I'm thinking another another game, but this is also a good matchup, though. Both two and two, both have young rookie quarterbacks playing because of injuries to the starters. Cam is out, still out for a while. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I haven't seen him. Uh, they said there haven't, haven't been any updates on his injury. I believe it was his ankle, but he's still out. And uh, the Jaguars are also starting. This young quarterback from that they got out of, out of Washington State, he's been playing pretty good football as of late. And the Jaguars still have a pretty decent defense, so do the Carolina Panthers. And Carolina's won two in a row, and I think it's time for them to take an L this week, y'all. I got the Jaguars going on the road, winning the big one for them and keeping them in pace in that, div- that division also, along with the Texans and everyone else in that division. So I got Jaguars winning this one on the road. Jets and Eagles. Eagles flying high off that big win against the uh, on the road against Green Bay Packers, where they they dominated their offensive line in that game. So uh, they're playing against the Jets. Still don't know if Sam Darnold's going to play in this game. He's got some uh, still injuries. They were saying that it's the potential of his spleen exploding during the game because you know they got to get the special padding. Uh, if you got to do all that, bro, just sit out. Football is important, I understand, but it's just a game. We don't want you to go out there and risk your life uh, to play a football game. So let this man, if he wants to be your future, your franchise, let this man get all the way healthy. And right now it doesn't seem like he is. So if I was them, I wouldn't be worried about wins right now. I'd be worried about my quarterback staying healthy. Because without a quarterback, you don't have nothing for the future. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. They're 14 points favored by the Jets, and that's probably pretty accurate. So I'm going to go with the Eagles in the landslide in that one. Okay, now we do have a division game, y'all. Ravens and Steelers. Ravens are going on the road. Whoever thought the Ravens would be favored against Pittsburgh on the road? It's a new day, y'all, in that division. And the Ravens, I know they're 2-2. Two two. They struggled a little bit against Cleveland. I'm kind of shocked that their defense gave up as many points as they did last week. I do. I want to believe they gave up 40, yard, 40 points last week, and they gave up Nick Chubb just had a monster game. 
had 170 plus yards rushing. Jarvis Landry balled out on him, and the Ravens have a lot of pride on that roster. A lot of a lot of good veterans, so I expect him to bounce back against uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and win a win a close game uh, in that one. So I got the Ravens winning that one, going that'll make them three and two, and then knock the Steelers down another peg because I think they're gonna on the way to rebuilding that franchise. Vikings and Giants. Vikings going on the road, y'all. You think the Redskins have drama. You think the Cowboys have drama. The Vikings have more drama than anybody in the league right now. That's because of their quarterback, Kirk Cousins. I comment every week how overrated this man is. And he continues to get love from other people. Don't know why. He's making a lot of money. Everyone's showing him love except his receivers. His receivers have called him out, seems like almost every week. And now Stefan Diggs is not showing up to practice. He's pissed off because he's not getting the ball. And the other wide receiver can't think of his name right now. He, he's also uh, in the media comes out and um, basically blasts the offense and the quarterback for not making accurate passes. And what does Kirk Cousins do? He comes out. And publicly apologizes to his receivers. Leaders don't do that. You want to be a leader of the team, you go to him one on one like a man and say, Hey, look at man, I screwed up last week. I'm gonna get things right this week. Trust in me, baby, I'm gonna get it right. He didn't do that. He came out in media and apologized. He shouldn't have done that. That's not when you get the respect of your teammates. You want to give respect to your teammates, you do it on the field. Not on social media on Sports Center, whatever, wherever he said it at, but it was wrong. He shouldn't have done that. But all that being said, they're playing against the Giants. Giants have one of the worst defenses in the league, and this is a good opportunity for the Vikings to get back somewhat right, right in this game and maybe get back on track. You know, they're still 2-2. Two and two. They got two wins. All this being said, they're, they're not out of it. And I got a feeling the Vikings, they're favored by five. We'll go on the road and shut down. And kill that two-game winning streak the Giants have. And I got a feeling the Vikings will win that one. Broncos, Chargers, division game, y'all. Broncos are going on the road. They're on the dogs by six points. The Broncos have Joe Flacco as quarterback. So you know what I'm thinking, y'all. Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. They're favored by six. I think they'll win pretty easily. Melvin Gordon should be back this week. He was – he was uh Active last week, but didn't play. So I got a feeling he'll probably get quite a few touches in this game. And, you know, the Broncos, uh, not only do they have quarterback issues, they're having issues on their defense also. They have a lot of guys out. And then they lost Bradley Chubb. He tore his ACL. He's going to be out for the year or two. So we'll see what happens with that. I got the Chargers when the Broncos are on their way to getting the top five pick. Colts, Chiefs, potentially a good game Sunday night. The Chiefs are at home. Uh... They're almost unbeatable at home. I don't think anyone beat them in, in their in their in their gym in their stadium last year, except for the AFC Championship game when uh, Tom Brady got them up in there. Of course, Tom Brady beat them on the road, but uh, they're playing the Colts this week. Andrew Luck's out, of course. Uh, Jacoby Brissett been playing some solid football. You can definitely win with this guy. He gets back T.Y. Hilton this week. And I don't know if Marlon Mack, their, their, their top running back, is going to play. He's 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 I think he's out with a concussion. He missed most of the game last week with a concussion. I think in the first half he got a concussion. He didn't play much of that game. 
So hopefully he can come back and help out their offense. Because to beat the Chiefs or even stay in the game, you have to be able to run the ball, ball control, keep Patty Mahomes on the sidelines, and maybe you'll have a chance to win. It's going to be tough. So I'm definitely going to roll with the uh, Chiefs to win this game. They're favored by 11. I think they'll win, but I don't think they'll cover. So I got the Chiefs winning that one by maybe seven or eight points in that game. The Redskins, (laughs) oh, Lord, here we go. They are playing the undefeated New England Patriots this week. The Redskins still don't know who their quarterback is. I'm assuming Jay Gruden knows who he's going to start. He's trying to play this game with the media for some reason. I don't know if he's trying to trick Bill Belichick. It's not going to work. He don't Bill Belichick don't care who your quarterback is because uh, if you start the rookie, he's going to eat him up. If you start uh, Colt McCoy, he hadn't played in over a year. He's going to eat him up. And Case Keenum is Case Keenum. So it doesn't matter who's starting quarterback. The Patriots are favored by 15 and a half on the road, which is another embarrassing thing for the uh, uh, HTTR fans. And I got a feeling this is going to get ugly real fast. So I got the uh, Patriots covering pretty easy in that game. Um, Game of the week, Packers going on the road, playing the Cowboys. Both of these teams are coming off a loss. Like I said, the Eagles beat the Packers last Thursday. So the Packers had those extra days off. They haven't played since last Thursday. And the Cowboys played last Sunday night against the Saints. They lost that one, a close game. So this is going to be another tough game, I think, here. But if the Cowboys were smart, they would they would, uh, they would run the ball as much as possible against the Packers. Packers have a decent defense, but their run defense, for some reason, is pretty bad. So uh, their, their passing secondary is good. Run defense is bad. So if I was Cowboys, I would run the, run the ball in this game. They're favored by three and a half points. And Aaron Rodgers might be without his top wide out in this game. But if, he, if he's a great quarterback, like everyone says he is, it shouldn't matter. I heard this in one of the shows, which is, you know, completely believable. doesn't matter who, you, who, you, who you're throwing the ball to. If you're a great quarterback, you make other players great. And we'll see where Aaron Rodgers is made up. I think Dallas playing at home uh, and their defense is Dallas defense is pretty solid. And I think that running game with Dallas, I don't know if, if the Packers are going to be able to slow them down. So I got the Cowboys covering the point spread. They're favored by three and a half. I got a feeling they'll win by at least a touchdown in that game. But it's Aaron Rodgers. You never know. So that's pretty much it as far as the game. To the Monday night game, we got the, like I said, we got the Browns and 49ers. That one's, that's going to be a good Monday night game. The 49ers are 3-0. I don't know if I believe in them yet. Uh, they've gotten a lot of turnovers, and they've, and they've turned the ball over quite a bit. When they're playing a pretty solid Browns team, the Browns coming off that tough win they had last week against Baltimore. So, uh, believe me, uh, Baker is going to have his chest poked out this week. But the 49ers got a pretty solid defensive front, all those first-round draft choices. And the Browns struggling on the offensive line. So, I'm going to go with the 49ers to cover. They'll cover their favorite by four. I got a feeling they'll be able to beat the Browns because the Browns, I don't know if the Browns can be able to stop that pass rush of theirs. Uh, so if the Browns were smart, though, they would try to run Nick Chubb in this game and slow it down and keep some of that pass rush off the quarterback. We'll see what it, they'll see what happens. They'll get caught up sometime. But I got the 49ers winning that game, uh, covering the point spread. All right, y'all. That's what I got for the NFL this week. It's going to be a lot of good football games. You know, I don't. Sometimes I talked about the college games, so I didn't get into that much this week because. 
It don't look like any good matchups, but you know, it's college football. I love it. I'm going to watch it no matter what, but we'll see what happens within the college games and the uh, NFL games. And looking at my upset of the week, I went over it. I thought about it over and over again, and I really don't see many potential upsets in this game. You can say maybe the Buccaneers playing the Saints would be an upset, but there's no uh, Drew Brees in this game, so it wouldn't be a huge upset. But that's probably be my upset of the week, the Buccaneers uh, going on the road and beating the Saints would be my because when it comes to division games, you just never know what's going to happen. All right, y'all. Those are my thoughts on the NFL, college football, and hey, y'all. Uh, playoff b- baseball has started, and there's been some good games so far. It's really the only time I really watch baseball. I watched a little bit during the regular season, but for the most part, playoffs where it's at, and uh, it's on right, it's on and popping right now. So we'll see what's going on with that too. All right, y'all. This is Solo on Sports. Everybody enjoy their weekend. I'm out.